started. Uh, welcome back to another episode of... He said... He said... Bullshit. bullshit. Oh, it's so nice to be back. Yes, it After, is. After, like... I'm a little sick, as as maybe you guys can tell dude, from my sexy, sexy flam voice. <laughs> like Phoebe from Friends. Well, I'm a little sick, like most people, it Yeah, seems dude, like. I feel like half the country is now sick. I was just in Toronto, and... Uh, New Year's, of course, you have to party up a little bit. A little bit. If you're not partying it up, you're not even... It's a little bit of a must, yeah. Yeah, what are you doing at that point? Yeah. And so... Even if you're not a party person, right? Even if you're kind of a a stay-at-home, New Year's is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I found myself sick for most of my trip, which was a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to find out how it was a blessing, but it was a curse (laughs) because... I could not breathe. You gotta work for that blessing. Dude, you know, like, it. this awful moment of you trying to, like, breathe when all of a sudden there's just, like, a bunch of mucus that you just didn't know oh, existed yeah, no. in your body yeah, oh, and it yeah. all hits you at once? Dude, I took, like, a 10-day break, which became a 14-day break because, like, seven of those or six of those I was sick. And I oh. still am. And I had to go back to work just because eventually when you're that sick and you've been, like, locked in your bed for that long, yeah. even just staying in staying inside the house starts to actually be kind of detrimental to your health oh, instead, of, instead of supporting it and, and, and you making you become so heal. depressed yes you become very depressed very down you become like stifled you become like trapped and closed and you kind of just want to just have some fresh air even though it's really cold right now and the fresh air kind of hurts your lungs it, it, it it's, hurts it's, your whole body it's instrumental to getting better just getting out of the house yes. and getting some of that fresh air and I think that's where I am right now. It's just like the fever is gone, thankfully. Yeah, that's good. And I still, I still have. I'm very phlegmy still. Yeah. A lot of mucus. Oh, but just, I, but oh. I'm functional. I'm that functional kind of sick, right? That's where I am right now. Which is like, it's the worst. It's uh, let's call it what it is. It's the responsible kind of sick. It's like I'm still <laughs> sick, but there's bills to pay. Yeah. So fuck it. I'm gonna show up to work. Yeah. No, I hear. You. What have yeah. you been doing since you've been sick? And kind of because we took a hiatus for we did again for a very long for time. For a very long time. It's funny because we were like gun ho when the podcast started uh, on the weekly kind weekly of meetup. Weekly sort of setup. But you know yeah. what? I already saw that coming because shit happens. And things get in the way, and there's you had trips and other other jobs and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I like to think, take things casual. Yes. There's, there's already way too much shit that I have in my life for now that I have to be professional and yep. and follow like the due dates and everything. Or, yep. So it's good to just have something, a little bit of, uh, of winging it in yeah. my schedule. You know, something I can just decide to, hey, maybe today's not a good day for your podcast. Let's, let's uh, push that to uh, next week. Which and became, it's one of those things where like, it's like... Next month. <laughs> Next year, next yeah. decade. Oh, I had yeah. to. Oh, you had to. I had oh, to. You had to, of course. Uh, but it, you know, it's it's true. It's um, it's one of those times where, like, especially like with holiday season too. I was expecting us to be kind of just like, you know what, let's chill. But we had this like underlining understanding, like this like this spidey sense of us were communicating where we're like, this is this we, okay? Yeah, we need this a break. Okay. I think I think it was I think it was mutual. It was like. Uh, it was there was some uh, the telekinesis there between our minds that we understood that like we need a break. I think it's just it's just because it's the holidays, man. I think absolutely the holidays you need a break from everything just to deal with family and the shopping and that that stress one. Which, by the way, is yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Um, how was your How was your shopping? You know what? I tried my very best 
on not going to a store uh-huh. because stores now terrify me. Like when you walk in there and you see these like bright eyes, like getting ready to tackle you with all the sales in your side. Oh my gosh. I just wanted a toothbrush. Like, going, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just very, very, very simple. Uh, I didn't want to do that. Uh, but I made like, I kind of fall onto the other side of the horse where uh, spending money online is way too easy. It is because all of a sudden I don't have bags until like they start showing up. And I don't have any kind of like tangible thing other than my email receipts, mm-hmm. which I can kind of revert back to. But it doesn't feel as real as when, you when know, you walk around like, and you start like walking around with all the bags in your hand. It does feel like when you do the, the major part of your shopping online, it does feel like you're missing a little bit. Like, I guess, yeah. the Christmas spirit, I guess you're going to call it. Just walking around with bags. But that's that's just that's just that's consumerism. Though. Yeah, that is consumerism. Yeah, that's, like that's at its true. absolute finest. But then again, you shop online. Also, it is also consumerism. It's just I guess you can't see it because it's online. And you know what the biggest thing show is up for at me? Your place. What what is the biggest thing? There's no freaking Christmas music playing. Yeah, it's like your I music. can choose what it I listen to. Can you imagine if Amazon like? Added music like Christmas oh, I music, would die. like the, the, <laughs> those annoying websites that you come in and there's some video playing in the background or audio and you have to fucking right, track okay, down right, where it is. Just keeps on repeating yeah, over dude, and over yeah. again. I think, dude, that is how you stop or at least kind of curb consumerism. <laughs> Absolutely, put some holiday tracks in the fucking websites that you do your shopping, and I guarantee you, it, the people are gonna plummet. Yeah, it's gonna plummet. Sales are gonna kind of plummet because people are gonna be like, I can't even escape this here. Might as well go outside and be social and everything. But you know what? Most of my shopping was done online. Yeah, I didn't Amazon? Have to, yeah, Amazon for the yeah, win. Good I, choice. I didn't have to uh, go anywhere, which is uh, just like how I like it, specifically on Christmas. I mean, like, I already hate going to the mall in, like, any the given summer. Day. Any given day. It could yeah. be, like, a great day, and it's not even, like, peak holiday season for gift-giving, like, Valentine's Day or any uh, that kind of bullshit that yeah. you expect the, the malls to be packed. I, it doesn't matter to me if it's like a, a day off, like a, a day that is empty or a day that is full. I just don't like being in malls anymore. No, they're terrifying. Oh, there's just, I'm not an anti-social person, and I think we even discussed the fact that when you are a photographer, videographer, there's a lot of social skills. There's a lot of social skills you gotta have, yeah, right, to communicate what you want, engage with actors and clients, all that kind of stuff. You have to be very social, absolutely, especially at weddings, right? Oh, big time. Um, so I know for a fact I'm not an anti-social person, right? <laughs> like when but, you can be like pump on the brake and be like, okay, I don't need to talk to you, yeah, I don't have to conversate with you about absolutely nothing because we just met and I have to make you a little bit less uncomfortable in front of my lens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll just, I just shut the f- up. Yeah, so that's why uh, I don't really like going to malls. That's why I think most people don't like going to malls because I think we've all become a little bit antisocial with, um, with uh, social media in Big general. time. I think we've become a little bit more secluded or be okay with being just secluded to our homes and kind of like watching the world from that small window. And it's funny because the other day, and what this is what supports my theory, the other day, well, this is a while back, we were shooting a video together mm-hmm. for a Johnny. It was a music video. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And uh, and it was a full day, right? Because that, that how usual music videos go is a full eight hour, if not more, right? Yeah. If you're lucky, it's just eight hours. Yeah. 
Um, so never after, lucky. Yeah, you're never <laughs> lucky. So at the end of the day, you know, after a full eight hour day, I came home and I wanted to wind down. You know how after a shoot, your mind is still very much so in everything that you shot is kind of very hard to unplug. Yeah. So usually I play a game or watch a movie to really like to kind of think about something else. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, was playing GTA with my friend Chad to kind of wind, you know, yeah, shoot yeah. some bitches, kill some hoes. You know, that's how that makes it's, me it's, so it's how I wind scared down. right now. <laughs> like, should I be really it's like how I wind down? No, that's, that's just like a. It's like a Tuesday night on GTA. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. Today is Thursday. I think we're safe. You're, you're safe. You're safe. But anyway, so we're playing GTA and I'm telling him like about my day, how I was and telling him that I shot, you know, a music video. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but then before I can get, really get into the details of the day, he says, he interrupts me and says like, oh yeah, you were shooting a music video for like this artist and you're here. Yeah, I know. Because earlier I was on Insta Stories and broadcasting of course, my day. you like, have to. Like, yeah, exactly. Like most of us yep. are want to do. Guilty as charged. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then I realized after he cut me, I was like, no, I know exactly what you did. This, 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 this. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, there was, was a like, kind of silence. And then we just went back. To, okay, I guess back to the game. And it made me realize that, yeah, social media is making us antisocial in the sense because... There's not much to talk about when you're broadcasting your day out there to, to people, especially yeah. if you're, and again, this is not a, 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 it's not criticism on people that do it. I do it. I'm like, I'm saying big this time. because I do it big yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and I love that aspect of Insta Stories. I even, I mentioned this before that it's one of my favorite social media tools, that window, that small window in somebody else's life. And they're fucking across the world sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like my friends from Brazil. I love that. But, it kind of strips our conversations when people know exactly what we what did. What you've been doing, yeah. What you've yeah. been doing, and you try to talk about your day, which is usually the most recent kind of thing you have to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you can't, because people already know. Or is this an issue of they are only interested to a certain point, and they don't want to hear the insights of said stories? So for example... I guess, true, yeah. I didn't think about that. There you go. So, Do uh, you just... Do I just suck at storytelling? <laughs> <laughs> Is that's that a, it? That's a question we yeah. all asking. But no, yeah. but I'm, I'm th- I thought about the same thing, actually. Just the fact that we're always like broadcasting some sort of kind of like story in our lives, in our days or whatever we're doing. Because as content creators, like I myself am very proud as to what I get to do. Uh, especially like yeah. oh, no, in I all love these it, yeah. different parts of, of Canada and the world. Like sometimes it's, it's, it's great. And it, I think it engages a conversation online. Uh, it kind of creates an atmosphere of like, Hey, I'm an open book sort of thing. But then it also comes down to a fact of like, will people care enough to dive deep, like dive deeper into the story? Cause I'm just giving like a small little, uh, like snippet of what's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They can either learn from it and kind of like expand the horizon. Cause like, you mean I, like people basically like commenting on the stories itself, or just like, like chatting hey. it up, like you yeah. said. You you like sat down with your homie and you're yeah. like, "Hey, I knew exactly what you did." But do you though? No, yeah, exactly. Not really. It's like it's an outline, right? I guess it depends on how much you're broadcasting, right? How much you're putting yes. out there. Sometimes, one second, the uh, Oliver, the studio cat. I'm um, gonna remove her. Yeah, yeah. Get Oliver out of here. It's 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 a heat though. It's it's oh my god! You, did you see that attitude? Like, <laughs> I'm trying. The cat had an attitude. Yeah, he won't scratch her. He's he's a he's a docile little kitty. Are you seeing what's happening here? Yeah, Alexi is making out with the dog, and now they're playing around outside. There you go. Perfect. 
I think it also just like scares me because like she already made out with me earlier today. Oh yeah, she is pushy. She's um. She like flew around the corner and she was like, "Let me put my tongue in your face." Yeah, in your mouth. <laughs> Which was. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie, that has never happened to me. Actually, that's a lie that has happened. You never, to me. you never made out with a dog before. I, mm, it's not. It's nah. not something. It's not something you you, you even choose if, because <laughs> if you're around dogs enough, you probably a dog probably snuck his tongue in your mouth. It it was weird because I felt. Is it weird that I like I felt it like it, like did really you in- did you know that the reason why dogs lick people in their mouths is because it's a um it's a uh, evolutionary thing. That that's basically the dog's way of saying that you're in control because dogs lick the mouths of the the, the alpha of the pack of whoever is the the, the basically the big boss. I am it's the a dog way of, man now. Yeah, it's it's a way of saying like you're the dominant kind of thing, which is like wolves do that all the time, and it's kind of crazy. You can actually go online and there's a video of this chick. Yeah. At a wolf sanctuary. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this wolf's just straight up making out with this chick, right? Just licking her mouth. Oh oh, my god! (laughs) The wolf is going to town. She has her mouth open, right? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Oh, she no, no. She's she's a willing participant in this. I don't know how I feel about that part of the story. Yeah. So basically, what what I can take from that story is that um, she is the boss in that relationship for sure. Because but is she though? Because this video is out there. Just search up a um, wolf making out with chick. And uh, maybe sanctuary, put sanctuary in there. Yeah. Uh, I do warn you, after that Google search, you probably will be on a list. (laughs) (laughs) On some list, at least. On some list. Um, So, yeah, you might have some targeted ads (laughs) (laughs) for animal lovers and a lot of furry shit. Yeah, no, no, not into it. Definitely not into it. Gross. I actually been to a wolf sanctuary before. It's 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 really I've never been. I've always wanted to go, especially like you know now being a photographer for some snapping some photos. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah, man. Especially with that one thirty five, you're being able to be that far. Oh, dude. Because they don't come around you. Hey. Uh, they, well, they do have like instructors that would bring some, and you can pet them, and they would. But be their like natural right instinct you. would be like, "No, I don't want to be around you." No, I guess I guess not. But they have like they have petting areas. Yes, I guess, for the wolf for, dogs. For the wolf dogs, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you actually get to go like see the ones that are just out in the wild. I think is mostly like a, mostly like, yeah, <laughs> and I think that it's most like a petting zoo, but it's like wolves instead of yeah the goats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, last time I went, it was. Basically, we went to like the Yamnuska Wolf mm-hmm. Sanctuary, which is just above Cochrane. And uh, we went through and all of the wolf dogs, which were classified as wolf dogs, yeah. were kind of timid, but they were still come up to you. Mm-hmm. The more wolf they had in them, the, the, the further they stayed. Yeah, makes sense. Which was sense. also kind of insane, like seeing these like big animals was kind of like mind-blowing. Because they're huge, right? They're you massive. don't realize how big they are until you see it in person. Like, yeah. God damn, that is You're a much big bigger than a dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it was insane. It was Brianna's like big, um, I want to go do this sort of thing. So yeah, you've scored some major boyfriend points. I think so. With with wolf petting. I think so. Yeah. And there's a, actually like, I don't know if there's a few, but there's a couple around here. There's, they're not that far. 
you know yeah. that's, that's like the beauty quite of quite accessible being so close to mountains right you can yeah. go and pet wolves and everything that's it might be something to like put on the list for for this year to do although i what i would like to do more is like wildlife photography where you just you go there yeah. and you camp out and you have a, this little hut and you kind of you sit there in silence and you have a monstrosity of a lens, something like starting at 200, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> nothing less. Like, nothing less. Like, yeah. you really fucking far, right? <laughs> like, that kind of photography. Or you just quiet, sipping yeah. on some coffee with some Baileys, maybe, right? Because let's face it, it's cold. And the, what better way to warm up than I was just going to say, would you do this in the winter? Or would you do this in, like, the summertime? Because, I mean, I'll, I would, I'll be down for I the would, summer. I would do it in the fall. How about that? Like, okay. like how, not, about that? how about that? How about that? <laughs> like, I would love to do it in the, in the summer as well. But, yeah. like, it would be kind of cool to do it in the winter just because i mean if you're gonna be just sitting there right um and not really doing much not moving much not talking much i think like the cold is better for that than the scorching heat if you just sit in the hut there and you're like fuck this i want to (laughs) go jump in that lake now i just screw this yeah the winter and the colder months you you maintain the focus of why you're there (laughs) right because i mean like imagine us going to the woods right to shoot these animals and we're bringing, you know, some alcohol, yeah. a little bit of bud just to pass the time. Absolutely. We will be like, you know, in the river in like three hours. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> this. Let's go to the river. And like, if it was, you know, 27, 28 degrees out there, yep. even at 25 degrees, the dry weather, it's, I don't think it works in the summer. That's what I'm, I think there's too many distractions of that nice weather. I see what you're getting at. I understand. Spring. Because spring... There's still a lot of snow. There's still some snow, but you come out of the cold weather into the hot weather. So everything is essentially comfortable. Yeah, you're right. You're already used to being in the cold, so you can sit there for longer. Yeah, instead of the other way around, where you come out of summer and you become this like... (laughs) <laughs> this little bitch that yeah. just cannot handle the cold. Now, my question is logistics of photographers, you know, such as myself and you. Yeah. To, like, go there and, like, because you can't set up a tent and wait inside the tent. You have to have a little hut, like a legit little hut Absolutely. made of wood yeah. and everything and camouflage and everything with some leaves. Yeah. So, it would be kind of like a, a man test <laughs> to, like, go there, build this hut yeah, we would have to. I would have to watch a shitload of primitive technology, which is a, an amazing channel on YouTube about this dude who just goes out to the woods. Yeah, with nothing but like a Swiss Army knife. No and, way. Yeah, and then he makes everything. He makes huts. He makes dude. He makes bricks out of the mud. He that makes he insane. makes like tiles, shingles, and everything for the for and the ceiling just, for like, the roof. He just makes it and then lives in there. He makes it and he, he lives in there for like you know however long he's in there. He's yeah. like doing his videos and all with a GoPro, right? He just. That's and he, insane. And he puts a GoPro in several places to paint like the dude. He can make ev- anything you think of. He can like survive there just with him. And he's like just wearing shorts and sandals as well because it's a nicer weather, right? Of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Um, and dude, it's amazing. It is amazing. He makes like ovens. Functioning ones? Fun- yeah, functioning ones. That you, you can put like a pot and everything there and all are made out of mud and clay. That is it's insane. insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, especially because he's shooting it with a GoPro. I mean, how can you make anything and look, look good. good with a GoPro? <laughs> See, you have to know your shit. No, right? obviously. So I would have to watch a lot of that because uh, you need you you need survivor skills to ma- to the match to grants, your grants. photography skills. Yes, they have to match up on that in that kind of shoot, right? Because uh, you're out yes. there to get lost a little bit. 
And uh, yeah. you know the problem with getting lost a little bit is that it can easily become uh, lost a, a lot. Little, yeah. <laughs> so, you definitely can just find yourself walking in the woods for hours yeah. and not knowing where that main road is, which, awfully enough, is often the case with me. It's Brianna that's always directionally not challenged and it's always me who is like oh let's okay. go and go this way and she's and then you're going left and she's pulling you right yeah because <laughs> that's the way to go because that's the way to go exactly she, i could never find my way around any kind of like trails uh-huh. bike lane like dude forget it i google maps it's um it, it's i guess it's, it is a little bit jarring for me as well to just like if you're if you're just if i was just armed with a i guess if, if you have a compass and a map yeah, that's that's technically all you really need. I mean, I sometimes I, I think it sometimes I, it is though because sometimes you think that you need a lot more because but that's because when you never have done something, your mind is instinct is instinctively like a child's mind, right? Yeah, you 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 go back and you start thinking like a child, so you panic over everything. Over anything. I always panic over because, everything <laughs> because you don't know because you're uncomfortable, unfriendly, unfamiliar territory, so you always panic and everything, but. Yeah. When you're an adult, when you grow up, you realize that although that panic is still there, because you're an adult yeah. and push comes to shove, you got to figure the shit out yourself, right? Yeah. There's no mom and dad. You realize that it's a lot more simple. I'm still than, waiting for that day when I figure out think. what adulting is like. Um, I don't think it never comes. I think it comes and then you die. Oh. <laughs> when you is realize that short? Like, okay. <laughs> I think when you realize like this was what I was supposed to do, like this is what adulting was. It's like when you're 80 and like deathbed and oh, geez. your family's around you and you're like, I know now. Because I don't think we truly really know what, what we're doing because there's so many like so many surprises, you know, along the way Big that time. It's, it's hard to account. So Big it's time. like, how can you plan for that shit? That just got really deep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like how they say that uh, when we make plans, the, the God God laughs or something, right? Or the devil smiles. One of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Because uh, it's Either never up gonna, or down. Yeah, because it's never going to go the way you plan. Man, that was kind of like my Montreal trip. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like, I, I wouldn't even say Toronto because I went out there and even though I shot the music video, even though I shot the engagement session. I was supposed to meet up with another model and another person and they just pulled out last minute, which is like, well, that sucks. That peeve of, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, uh, but especially like when you like hustle yourself up there, cause I was driving from like two hours away. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to get that text. Uh, wait, like, you're trying, you're driving for two hours already and then they say like they cancel on you? Yeah. Oh, man, so is- I came up from Kingston, well, roughly Kingston ish area, mm-hmm. or sorry, like Belleville, mm-hmm. which is like two hours east of Toronto on the 401. And if you have ever driven on the 401 or any highways of the 400 series, yeah. it is a death trap. Like people, it is really bad. Dude, they, they drive. 130, 140, like swerving between lanes. And there are like six lanes per side, but I only also have one life. So like, I don't want to lose that. You know what I mean? Yes. Drive in and I go up uh, to Newmarket uh, instead of Toronto because I I had a buddy that I could stay with. uh, And Toronto prices are absolutely atrocious. So there was just no way. It sucks because the only affordable places in Toronto is on the outskirts. Yeah. And then if you're going to Toronto, you don't want to be on the outskirts. You want to be very in central Toronto. so you can do stuff, especially if you're not there driving or you don't have any reliable dude, transportation. It is mad. Like that place is massive. It's not like Calgary. No. It is like you got to really drive in there. Yeah. 
to get into the heart of Toronto. Yeah. Which... And Ubers, from my past experience, they are so expensive over there, man. You don't even you you don't even need to drive far to to pay something like you know thirty five to forty dollars. Not not at all, because that our Airbnb was close to the airport, which was how we wanted. And I think it was about a seven minute drive, seven minute ten minute, and it still like cost me thirty six dollars. I was just I was beside myself. I'm like, that was thirty six dollars. We yeah. were like eight minutes away from the airport. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I remember when I was coming back another time, not this time, but another time. I was coming back and we I was dropped off at this like road kind of like off of uh, the airport road just because the guy who I was driving mm-hmm. with was not comfortable driving in the 400 series. Yeah. So he didn't want to get close, but you have to get onto the 400 series to reach the airport. Okay. So... He was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just call you an Uber. Uh-huh. And I like I looked at the price and it was just like $30 for like a five-minute ride yeah. to get to the airport. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what are you saying? Yeah. Like full-on shocked. Because like in Calgary, you can go from like heart of downtown. Like I was at uh, Greta mm-hmm. and I took uh, an Uber for $25, which is still like not like the cheapest, but it's still relatively affordable but i like i live up on like the outskirts like you know where i live i live on the outskirts of of calgary and boom i was there no problems taking like one row 25 dollars bob's your uncle that's it toronto is a different beast well it's the same with all these like these metropolis these fucking crazy oh big cities where where it's like unlike it, you think it's funny because you think that with the urban sprawl of Calgary, the fact that everything is far apart, yeah, right, it would be more expensive. But then you—that's how bigger Toronto is compared to like you know Calgary, right? Oh, big time! And, and the, the great—and if you call if you count the Greater Toronto area, it's like that's a country. It's a country, yeah, exactly. That's a country on its own. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I wish like next time I hope to be a bit more central in Toronto because. Screw I, I screw paying. It's it's all fine and dandy to pay very cheap for accommodations, yeah. which is what I go to because, dude. Let's face it: when you travel, you're not staying in your hotel room. So paying like three hundred bucks a night it's is insanity. is stupid. Is it's just fucking stupid when you're traveling, yeah. right? You should always minimize the cost for a stay because you're not gonna stay in the room, dude. The room could have just a bed. And, and that's it, it. Not even a fucking box spring. A mattress <laughs> on the floor. Okay, that's that's all I fucking need. And yep. a place to store my shit. That's yep. all I need. That no. is all I need. Big time. I we need like some kind of like you know Japanese way of thinking where you really have just some like minimalist setup. Some like yeah, minimalist setup. Yep. Just like a mattress, some place for you to store your shit, right? And you come in. It's like a cubicle basically. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter when you're traveling. You you spend ninety nine percent of your time out there going to places, and when you're back in the room, you're too tired to really enjoy the space. You're there just to crash, big time, and, and then like you know recharge. That's it. If you're doing it right, see there are some right. people. If you're doing it right, I mean like yeah, there's vacation traveling when you go and you get on these fancy ass rooms. Yeah, and, and sure, if you have a jacuzzi in the room, and maybe there's a infinity pool as well access <laughs> yeah. to it, and you're going like the whole fucking Bali lifestyle crazy, right? Yeah. Sure, but other than that, uh, don't fucking pay a lot for 
for hotel rooms. No, if you're out there shit. to do touristy stuff, yeah, I get as a minimalist. That's all I need, man. Is yeah, like a, I, that is that. Give is me a all. hammock and I'll be fine, man. <laughs> Dude, hammocks are actually quite comfortable. I used to be back in like the forest they are. when I used to work uh, as like a camp counselor. And I remember uh. hammocks were the shiz now. Like yeah. we would go in it all the time, we would hang out in it actually more hours than we would hang out with, you know, yeah. doing our, our actual job. Do hammocks in Brazil? They are um, they're very predominant, right? Because it's a more tropical country, so you can right. even most houses, specifically in the northeast side of Brazil, which is where I'm from. Yeah, uh, most houses have the hooks for hammocks like built in the wall. That's cool as heck. Yeah, exactly, you know, because you have to have right. You can't just set up a hammock anywhere. You can just like nail some nails to the drywall. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, some shit. you know, there are some layers around. You got you got to put that shit on like some support beams, right? right? Uh, so yeah, most houses, they come with the hookups and I miss it. I miss like taking, dude, taking naps in hammocks. Oh, it's are, unreal. Like, they're, they're, they're meant to be. It's like, they, they ha- <laughs> it's your Zen point. Yeah, exactly. That's my Zen point. Naps in beds after you have naps in hammocks, they're just bullshit. They're just, they're just not Big the guys. same. The swinging dude, nothing beats that swinging, right? No, nothing. It's like, oh, it's like you're a baby again being rocked <laughs> to sleep by, by physics itself. It's magic. That's right. It's, it's uh, hammocks are my first to go for naps. Second one has to be couches. I, for some reason, love sleeping on yeah. couches instead of beds. Dude, what is it about couches? that you, I don't know if that this happens with you, but I can sleep. I can have a very long nap yeah. on a couch, like yeah. a very long afternoon nap. But a nighttime sleep is not as comfortable on a couch anymore. It, it has to be a long enough couch. Mm. Like you have to be able to extend yourself. But I find that I would it, like any day. Okay, maybe not any day, but maybe most of the days I would take like a, a, a decent sized couch. And like I'm around like six feet, two meters. So like yeah, I need some you're space. You're tall. I'm a tall fellow. Uh, but <laughs> I would take that couch. Like for example, I could sleep on your couch for days. For days. Dude. It looks fake. Sounds like that sounds like a pickup line. <laughs> I can I sleep, sleep on your couch, couch for days, babe. And that's when she slaps me, yeah. tells me to go f myself, and runs away. And that's when you go like, should I take the couch then, <laughs> <laughs> or should I just show myself out? <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah, I'll take option B and yeah. just have it peaceful. Yes, I do. I miss hammocks. That's uh, the point of this. This thing. This and, little tangent. Plus, they're fun too, more fun than beds. So, you ever had a, like a, you know, you go in the hammock and then your friends like just swing you over, like you're going like, you're doing whole loops, right? And Thank you the heavens to, that never happened to me. Really? No. And that's the point of the game is like you hold on for dear life and then they're, and they're just, they're really whipping it. Dude. Is that how like, you guys like, like doing like jump ropes, Brazil. you know? Like oh, they're really yeah, no just thanks. like, and you feel like, no. oh man, it's, it's really fun. Do you guys like fear for your life? Like, do you fear God in Brazil? Oh, dude, it's Brazil. We fear God every moment of every day because it's, it's highly Christian. It's like nine. I think it's like 90 percent Catholic, and like the oh everybody gosh. else is like Protestant. And I think there's like one percent atheist in there. It's it's very very uh, religious in Brazil. See, I just so don't yeah, know we have the we have the fear in God. But you still spin each other. But, in yeah, habits. because because that's the thing. We fear God, but because we're religious, we believe we're going to heaven. So you know. So at that point, it, you, like, you do risky eh. shit all the time. You're, like, eh. you're just like, hold your drink up, spin it, Billy. There's, yeah, there's a heaven, right? All right, hold my beer. <laughs> you start my launching beer, yourself out into the atmosphere uh, as you finally let go. That Dude. would be me. Like that would be 
like I would be that guy who gets launched out of a hammock. No, what they do, what what we would do to see if you're like on the ball, yeah, right, is that in the middle of the spin of the a full don't say loop, you stop it. You stop in the half, like on the the, the high point, and then you whip the hammock oh down God. on both sides. So you, so the guy goes like down hard, and then he kind of jumps. And you're supposed to be holding on to the flaps of the hammock, right? And you wrap yourself, right? But here's the thing, though. You can't. You're not supposed to close. Yourself. I can only imagine this. this the, yeah, there are tears for this sport. Okay, for this. Yeah, this X. Yeah, it's like triple X game kind of sport. There's there there are tears. So the the novice tier, the rookie tier, is that you wrap yourself pretty much your whole body and, and your like, and your head okay. like pokes out right. Yeah, yeah. And you, you do the whole banana suit. Yeah, and then they spin you like that, and that's safe, right? Because you're, right. you're you're very closed in right. now. If you really want to tap into your Tony Hawk, the, if you, into the... I swear Because I just imagine this one person getting completely whipped up, down, and he just lets go. Oh, dude. It's, sometimes it would happen. I'm not going to lie. Right onto the ground. But here's the thing. If you really want to tap into your, your Tony Hawk <laughs> prestige in this uh, in this sport, yeah. is you would hold the side of the flaps of the hammock, right? Right. But not enclose your whole body. You would leave it sort of open. Oh yeah, no so, thanks. So so your so your torso is sort of hanging out, right? It's almost like your belly button could touch yeah, the floor. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're hanging out like that, <laughs> almost like a wingsuit. You know, you feel like you're like. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're an extreme dude, then you 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 go through the loops like that with your body almost like hanging off the hammock, right? Oh and, yeah. So no they thanks. see you going. Like, <laughs> Which obviously encourages the other people to yeah, just to like really mess whip it you. Yeah. and mess with you and do the whole like you know top and yank motion. Yeah. When, and yeah. um, it's fun. You've uh, people lost some teeth. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and um, and there's some gashes, some bashes. But um, it was a lot of fun. How many testicles were left? I'm just curious. Um, there were some tears. Oh, there were some tears. Oh, oh. Um, but uh, fun was had. I'm and, glad. Uh, and that's that's what matters. I And don't try this at home. No, kids. I will never. Although you can't even try time. this here because the the houses here don't come with the, you know, hook up for hammocks. Some do. You have those country. lame like stand-up hammocks here, right? Where yeah. you have you built the frame, the yeah. fucking scaffold for a hammock <laughs> and then it just hangs. But you, you sound can, disappointed in Canadian hammocks. I am. I am because I am very disappointed <laughs> in Canadian hammocks because I'll tell you this, you can't play that game with Canadian hammocks, right? You can't. It's safe. You you rip you fucking bash somebody on the ground because there's not enough distance. Most hammocks here, you like you hang your ass almost like touching the ground, basically. Yeah, yeah. because of those supports. Absolutely. Unless you go camping and you actually tie it around two trees and you actually get some some nice some nice distance between you and the floor, which is very necessary for the game of <laughs> of um, Mission Impossible Hammock. That's what we like to call it. Because whip your mate to the ground. Yeah, because sometimes you're pretty much Tom Cruising yourself <laughs> off the floor. You know, just like that mission, the iconic Mission Impossible pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you feel. sing the song in your head. And pre- pretend that you're not Tom Cruise running through something. Running through everything. There's a there's a Top Gun trailer and. Like the first thing that I saw was I know, Tom Cruise running. Dude, the top. Let's okay. Let's let's talk about this Top Gun movie for a second. I've never actually seen Top Gun, so I feel like this is gonna be your rant of like this. Listen, is I, not haven't, how I haven't seen Top Gun in a long time, but you have seen it. But I haven't seen it once, which is yeah. like all you need, right? It's all you need. Yeah. 
Uh, my question is with this movie is that if you ever seen like the first Top Gun, <coughs> there's barely any dogfighting in there. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. Um, because they're fighter jet pilots, and those that kind of combat just hasn't happened since uh, I don't know since World War Two, <laughs> right? For dogfights, I love everything. how this was set up. Okay, go on. Exhilarating <laughs> dogfights and shit. Yeah, hasn't happened since World War Two. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah. There's probably yeah. I'll I'll give it to you. There's probably some. Black op missions that we would never hear about, right? With yeah. forms that have been redacted out the ass with some kind of fucking shady dogfight happening in the background. Yeah. But that's conjecture, right? We don't fucking know. Yes. Right? So the first movie already had a big fucking problem. We have fighter jet pilots that can't really fight anybody because there's no major war going on yeah. that fight that warrants fighter pilots fighting each other. Why? Why? I'm glad you asked that question, Ben. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> because, because... <laughs> I love how you're just like... Because c- countries that have an air, uh, like a, an air force, yeah. right? And jets that can fight each other, they're big fucking countries. Mm-hmm. And if, if there were some kind of conflict between those two countries, it would be major war. It wouldn't just be a, a, a conflict that got resolved because this fighter jet fought some other fighter jet and it yeah. was fine, right? It would be like a World War kind of conflict, um, which we know that it hasn't existed yet because of now with all this Iran deal. I was just going to bring up the Iran, but I wasn't but sure if it was like... Let's not digress good. here, right? Because okay. I'm still not done making my point about talking. Okay. <laughs> so the move, the first movie was already it was idiotic because there's not much combat. So you're right. just going to watch a bunch of fucking dudes go on training missions. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that I get a bunch of tutorial missions? Awesome. <laughs> and then one volleyball match? Cool. I feel like so, you're dishonest here. So, so no, but it is, though. About your excitement, you're dishonest. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were saying, like, I'm dishonest about what the movie is no, going to be. No. Your woo oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was not selling it If enough. you didn't get that, that was uh, sarcasm. sarcasm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, the second one. Yeah comes out already on kind of like very weak terms to, to even be a premise, right? Yeah. Because if we couldn't have conflict back then, uh, what conflict are we going to have now that is, you know, sort, sort of believable? Because mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's a problem with the movie. It's not a, a straight up like piece of fiction. It's still trying to kind of be pol- like, it's trying to be believable in its geopolitical uh, environment, right? Right. Which is, that's what is so hard to make a movie about fighter jet pilots because the political, the geopolitical like, like landscape or the mm-hmm. environment they're in it it doesn't allow for that kind of drama or plot with right. like you know with the fighter jets unless yes. you're making up a whole war right if you're, unless you're making up you know this country that is going to start a war blah, blah blah but that's not the, the the point with top gun it's trying to be like almost like a, a spy thriller in the sense that it's accurate enough with its own like political mumbo jumbo of course so it's going to come out being an extremely boring ass fucking movie <laughs> With some like beefcakes to promote the movie, right? Some hot guys. Yeah. There's gonna be obviously another volleyball fucking thing, right? <laughs> and it's just gonna be an in, in fucking like incessant callback to the first movie. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah. Hey, remember when you know Tom Cruise like kissed a chick on top of a bicycle, uh, a bicycle, uh, a motorbike? Yeah. It, it, that's gonna happen again. Remember when Tom Cruise raced that plane? The plane were taking off, and he was racing the plane on his bike. It's gonna fucking happen again. I tell you, the volleyball match. Oh, one hundred percent is gonna happen again. <laughs> it's it's gonna be the same movie with like four K graphics. Yeah, a little and an bit of older like Tom touch. Cruise. See, here's what's interesting about new movies. 
that have been coming out recently. Like all these remakes have been yeah. essentially the same movie. movie. Yeah. I watched, I, no, I've watched, I read this article about this uh, new movie called Underwater, which like we saw the, similar- we, we saw the we saw the the teaser when we're at like Hudson's the other day and yeah it looked interesting enough because like don't get me wrong like I love me some like some sci-fi and yeah. some underwater sci-fi is even like dude it freaks me more out my lie. shit because it, dude it's crazy we know more about outer space than we know about the what's going our on waters. in our oceans I know I know that is that gives a lot of room for a lot of interesting stories right absolutely too? and dude I love me some like Call of Thulu shit which is like some dark terror specifically yeah. with shit coming from the ocean yeah so I, I'm I'm actually very intrigued about watching the movie we should watch it then. although it, it I feel like it most likely will be sort of like those those meh movies but yeah. because of the fact that I love the environment where it's set yeah I'm probably already kind of like, like partial to it. it yeah okay I'm partial to it so the interesting thing is that i i like read this like un uh not non-biased but un like uh there's no spoilers in it okay uh, so it's non-spoiler review uh-huh. and in this review they essentially made a very big comparison to like alien and like oblivion so it was interesting because the, the article kind of like closed off this whole thing by explaining that a lot of new movies are just following the same formula and there's not like much originality no, in yeah. it which kind of makes me like scared for the movie but it's also like it's following the same formula as like all the other movies there's like this hero team you get a little bit familiar they get into a new situation there's this thing that starts they, chasing they get some them kind of beacon from something that's yeah on the ground. they go to follow to check what it is yeah and that's how they get trapped yeah and, yeah like it is kind of just like written and you already know what's happening yeah the steps you know the motion yeah of it. but you're right setting it in like underwater like that that freaks me out anything that's underwater like i can't touch it with my toes can't feel it i can't even see it no thanks I just I want to pee myself. Yeah, I'm all about like underwater bases and that kind of that oh. kind of scenario because it much like space, right? You you're kind of fucked, right? Yeah, and, there's no way out. Yeah, exactly. There's no way around. And um yeah, I'm 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 intrigued and interested about this movie. I yeah. hope that it's uh that it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I've I dude, I haven't I didn't hear anything about it until I saw that teaser in, when we're out of the bar yeah. and having a, a beer. And usually that that's not a very good thing. Because yeah. it means that the movie has failed on marketing, right? If you haven't, yep. if you, haven't you didn't hear anything about a movie and suddenly there's a trailer out and then there's posters and everything, usually like somebody missed the mark on the marketing aspect. Big time, yeah. Because a big portion of getting people to come to the fucking theater to sit down like pre, to this movie, it's, dude, it's pre-promotion. It's pre-promotion. Yeah. It's before the movie's even finished. It's yeah. like, let's sell this motherfucking thing, yeah. right? Big time. Um, but that, but... I could always be proven wrong because, you know, another movie that almost had no marketing until it was pretty much done and the trailer was out was John Wick. And that movie... I feel like John Wick is an exception out of all movie rules. Yeah, it really is. It really is because... It did a lot with very little. Dude, can't Budget, premise, everything. I mean, like, it's just about a... A dude who his dog dies and he goes on revenge for the dog, right? Yeah, it's like it's as simple as it can be when it comes to like like concept the, the concept and everything. Yeah. But dude, simple concepts are the best. Okay, simple concepts are the best for movies. I hate 
when movies are so convoluted with their own premise, yeah. there's always these different backstabbing fucking shit going on and you have to keep track of, oh, who's on this team? Oh, yeah. Who's on that team? Yeah. Oh, that guy was, oh, the guy's like a double agent or, oh, he's, oh, he backstabbed this guy, but now he's backstabbing that guy. Oh, yeah. now they're friends again. And there's always, that's this- where shows lose me. Because you have to keep track of that thing. It's yeah. insane. And there's always this, yes. And there's always this this uh, this push to have some kind of twist or reveal at the end of most movies nowadays with these plots, right? Oh, yeah. It's almost like movies don't know how to end or don't know how to just have a chronological order that you just get everything from it. And uh, the end is not something that is a callback from the beginning of the movie that now you have to understand. Like it's just it just goes to the motion. It just it just plays on the way it's That's supposed simple. to be. Like John Wick at the end of the first John Wick doesn't like learn that you know it was a targeted thing actually, yeah. and people were supposed to be at his house. Yeah, and he was supposed to be dead. Like you know, there's it doesn't try to sell you this bullshit in the last no. five minutes of the movie. Yeah, which every fucking movie nowadays tries to do that specifically the Disney movies yeah looking at you Disney the majority of your fucking movies has some kind of secret fucking villain going on in the background orchestrating everything and the person you thought was the villain is not the villain dude it's becoming so bad that now you can see that a mile away when there's always some kind of old timey person that happens to be the benefactor of the group providing everybody with all the gadgets they need and the financial support to go on this quest my mind's like yeah he's the fucking villain He's the fucking villain. I'm telling you right now, he's the fucking villain. And the guy who he says is the villain is not the fucking villain. I bet you that in his explanation yep. on how to save the day, he's going to tell It'll you. Be like flipping. But beware of Mr. Nefarious. <laughs> Mr. Nefarious after this. And like, I can see it a mile away. Like, yep. yeah, Mr. Nefarious is actually not nefarious. He's just some dude. And this guy, the benefactor, old timey character, is the fucking villain in the end. And I'm just. I'm just tired. So yeah, yeah sim- simplicity in the plot, it helps. There's so many great movies. Some of my favorite fucking movies have a simple plot yeah. that you follow from beginning to end. And the mystery, the mystery is not the plot itself, but how it is delivered. How Big the story time. is slowly told to you mm-hmm. in a way you can understand. And if I can uh, recommend a couple movies that are like that, that the premise is very simple, but enticing, uh, watch a movie called Blue Ruin. It's by yeah. one of my favorite directors uh, called Jeremy Saunier. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's very talented. He he directed Green Room. If you, I don't know if you've seen it, mm-hmm. but it's a fantastic movie. Uh, his first movie was called Blue Ruin, which is a story about this vagrant homeless guy who finds out that somebody who wronged him in the past has just been released from jail, and okay. and he still has very much revenge in his mind. And okay. then the movie follows this homeless person with nothing to his name going on this revenge journey on trying to find the the, the person who, who wronged him and exact revenge. And it's super fucking interesting because unlike any of the main characters in the movie, this is a hobo, okay? Yeah. He's, he literally has nothing to his name except for his ingenuity and the fact that he has lived in the streets for all this time, so he's not dumb. Yeah. He's not a dumb person. He's resourceful. Yeah. So the movie is, is this, cat, this cat and mouse game between him and the person who is chasing. 
because he's not an expert on this, he fucks up several goddamn times. Yeah. But he's always managed to kind of go by by the skin of his teeth with his ingenuity of being a vagrant living on the street. Interesting. Simple concept. And the entire movie, you're just like, you have... you. The, your heart is in your hand, right? You're yeah, about you're to have a heart attack because, yeah, yeah. because of everything. And the second movie to watch, which follows the same kind of thing, is called um, Good Time by yeah. the Safdie brothers, which they're new in the scene, but uh, they're pretty amazing when it comes to indie films. In that movie, the premise is about... It actually starts Robert Pattinson. He's mm-hmm. one of his best roles yet. He's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's a piece of shit in the movie. <laughs> yeah. He, he is a piece of shit, like low life criminal. Yeah. And the premise follows him trying to get his mentally challenged brother out of dra- jail. Yeah. Who he's only there because of Robert Pattinson's character fucking up in a Interesting. Heist. They fuck up a bank robbery. Yeah. And his brother, who's mentally challenged, was there with him trying to help him, gets arrested. So the movie takes place in like the course of a night of Robert Pattinson trying to scramble to try to find money or resources to try to bail his uh, brother out of jail. Yeah. And it is a fucking thrill ride. It's okay. like nothing I've ever seen before. It's like if I swear to God, if you watch like Blue Ruin and then this movie, you get a heart attack because it's what okay. the people are calling now chaotic action, okay. which basically there's never a, a moment of relaxa- relaxation in the movie. Oh, that would try Challenges to keep on being presented to Robert Pattinson and yeah. he has to keep on like knocking him out of the park yeah, with yeah. no money, no resources, just the fact that he's a lying piece of shit. Yeah. And he's able to work people around to his own personal gain. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Uh, watch them both. So, yeah, okay. movies based on simple premises that go a long way and don't have any kind of fucking twist, re- sick review of fucking ending. Yeah. Although, on Good Times, there is a not a secret twist or secret review, but there is one moment that when it like when it happens, yeah. you almost like if you have a popcorn in your hand, you're gonna drop it. You really go like, really, what the fuck? I cannot take it anymore. Yeah, I'm stressed out just by watching what is going on. Oh, uh, the same okay. directors have a new movie out called Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, and he's actually running for Oscar for the best performance. Really, and I think, uh, the movie itself is going for like original screenplay for Oscar as well. Uh, it's said to have like the most amount of F bombs since like like Scarface. Like oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like it's a lot of, of it's it's one of those. Um but yeah, I, I really nerded out there on on cinema. Oh, yeah. But uh yeah, those are some movie suggestions that uh, I guarantee you won't be disappointed by watching it. Also, if we're talking about movie suggestions, yes. we're slowly creeping up to next week. Yes. Um, which is the time that we're gonna be watching 1917. Big time. And I cannot wait. My body is ready. My body is ready. My eyes are ready. Yeah. I have seen, I don't know if you've seen some of the behind the scenes. It looks insane. It looks insane. There's like a shot of a dude with the camera on his bike, on his yeah. motorbike. And then and some he's riding, other and then, two people take it off. And then as, some other people yeah. take it off as he's riding. And then a crane comes down picks and up the picks camera. it up and hooks it up. And then it takes you on an aerial view of the battle. Like, dude, I... I I feel like it's, you and I are going to sit there. And I'm not going to breathe for the entire time. You understand me? I'm, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'm going to hold my yeah. breath the entire movie. Big time. Yep. Like, yep. I cannot wait. I don't know if you've seen, if you've ever seen Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. 
It no, was, but it's on my list. Oh, dude, you have to watch it. It's another like heart attack kind of movie because it yeah. does, it doesn't stop. It's like the shit that keeps on. Like it's kind of like the same chaotic action that uh, the good time has, where yeah. shit just keeps on happening. There's almost no character like building whatsoever. You barely even yeah. learn characters' names. You have no idea about their fears, their desires, nothing. Yeah, because there's no time for that. There's oh, shit constantly happening. Yeah, so there's no time for relaxation or getting to know these characters. One of the best movies I've seen. Yeah. If if not the best war movie I've ever seen, it was like Dunkirk. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. But it does look like 1917 will dethrone Ooh. both Dunkirk and Saving Private Ryan because that's like eternal, right? Saving Private so these Ryan. These are a lot of promises that I feel like we have to do a follow up on. We will. We, uh, we will because I have high hopes for this movie. Um, I'm just ready to watch some good cinema because I've been really into like Birdman where they do everything pretty much one take like the whole movie is it looks like it's just one take which is the whole premise of 1917 yeah. is to make it look obviously there are hidden cuts here and there yeah. because a movie of that scope you would never be able to fully do it in one take yeah Um, <clears throat> but but I don't care if they hide the cuts, man. If they hide the transitions. Yeah, no. If you do the job right. well enough, yeah. I will consider that movie a one-take movie because yeah, yeah. you mimic well enough that it is to that is a one-take movie, right? So, obviously, I'm going to see it as such. It's like not seeing that movie as a one-take movie. It's like going to see a Star Wars movie and not thinking it's in space because you saw the making of the green screens. And yes. you're like, no, but there's green screens. It's not real space. You know, it's like... <laughs> you turn into this like internet troll that smashes it, exa- the keyboard. Exactly. It's not green screen because it's, it's, it's not real space. It's not real space. And you can't hear explosions in real space. And you hear explosions in Star Wars. So how come there you hear explosions? Not real You know? You dude. sound like a really good internet troll. Right. <laughs> Maybe because I am one. Dun, 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 dun. But no, um, super excited. Yeah. Um, on that topic of uh, World War One, We're going to get in there? We're going to get in there a little bit. Because okay. if there's a movie out now that people can that people should watch um, is They Shall Not Grow Old, which is a documentary uh, from Peter Jackson, who mm-hmm. directed Lord of the Rings. Amazing director, as most people know it. But this documentary is something else. It's, he got some old footage from uh, World War One. He got some never-before-seen footage as well. And he, like, worked on it and restored the entire fucking thing, Insane. right, digitally. Yeah. Dude, it looks like it's on HD. He got, like, footage from World War One, dude. This yeah. is, like, you know, that old-timey sped-up footage and everything, right? Yeah. That looks like crap. Yeah. No audio, nothing. He... He slowed it down. Sorry, not slowed it down. He sped it up to 24 frames per second because those cameras back then, they were shooting at 18 frames per second. That's what they would shoot, right? Because they were, um, what's it called? They're kind of like projectors, right? So they would shoot at 18 frames per second, which is why most of this old-time footage, when you watch it, there's a a speed-up aspect to it, and you notice they're always like, right? Even matches the the music that they use a lot, right? Um, Because there was no, like, common format and nowadays we know that the common format for a cinematic motion is 24, 24 frames, frames per second, second. Yeah. and now it is the medium back then it wasn't back then they could shoot in 15 18 frames per second right it didn't matter yeah so he also added frames so the motions are not being played at 18 frames per second jittery. they're played at 24 frames per second oh. 
Yes. Cool. So he added sound. He soundscaped the entire thing with other soldiers talking and everything. That is Restored insane. the footage and added the proper frame so so the motion can look like lifelike. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It looks amazing. And the subject matter, the fact that it's World War One, and it covers like the trench warfare aspect, which was the main one, that brutal like face-to-face bayonet on your chest kind of combat, right? Yeah. Something that we've never seen since World War One. Uh, it covers the entire thing, and um, I thought I knew a lot about that war, and I've learned a lot. And the fact that the the, the visuals just look amazing, and it's out right now on HBO and Crave. If you know, if you guys, if anybody listening out there has HBO or Crave, has interested, they yeah. shall not grow old. Watch the documentary; <laughs> it is it's pretty amazing, and uh, it's kind of hard, like so crunching at, as well because yeah. it's um, so real, hey, because it's so real, yeah. and a lot of the people that you see. <laughs> On the documentary, a lot of the soldiers, because you get to see a lot of the soldiers in the same clips, like, oh, shit, that guy is still, yeah, yeah. right? He's still going, and you see him in the background and everything. And a lot of those, dude, at the end of the documentary, you learn that they've passed away That's in oh. during the war. And, and it just, oh, heavy. It's, it's, it's heavy. heavy. But, but, it's a good movie, so. Um, go watch it. Go watch it. Speaking of 1917, uh, we should go get our tickets. Yes. Let's do that. For Wednesday. Well, we can do it online, right? Yeah. Like the online shopping because, you know, anti-social me. I ain't talking to people out there. couch, in yeah. your underwear, not exactly. talking to somebody. That is the best way to order stuff. In That's your right. underwear, maybe Under- indulging a little scratch or two. Okay, you know? there you go. I see what you're saying. I really comfortable. Saying. Really comfortable. Really, really mellow. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> 